Welcome to Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm one dude, Parker. I'm the other dude, Jeff. And dudes, this month, our theme is Dudes, Where Is My Car? And the movie we watched this week is American Graffiti. But first, Jeff, what else have you been streaming this week? You know, it, it didn't hit me until like a few minutes ago when we first logged on. I'm like, Crap, have I streamed anything recently? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I think last time I mentioned the uh, A Ticket to Paradise. Yep. And um, honestly, I don't think I have streamed anything since then other than American Graffiti. So I got a zero this week. I can't even okay. think of uh, no books, no shows. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I, well, I mean... In all fairness, it is. It has been a busy week for both of us. In fact, just a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, we're recording this on the day that it's getting released. So that has almost never happened in the history of this podcast because, um, yeah, we've just been busy this week. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. We've just, yeah, we've got lives. So um, I totally get that. But actually, I've actually got something to talk about this week because I... Um, I've actually started watching Game of Thrones for the first time. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, super late to it. Um, I know there's probably people out there that are like super surprised the fact that I've never watched it. Uh, uh, I'm in that same camp. <clears throat> yeah. So I've you've never seen it. tons about it, but yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah. That's, um, that's a pretty big commitment, right? Because that was like several, several episodes, right? I think it was, I think it's eight seasons. I'm not 100% sure. It's either yeah. six or eight. But one of those two. Eight, eight sounds more accurate. So yeah, yeah. I, just, I, know, I know that's a pretty long show. So yeah, you, you got yourself to quite a commitment. Yeah, I'm like halfway through season one at this point, And I can guarantee you that when we get done recording this podcast, I will be watching more episodes of Game of Thrones. But it's funny because I actually had to take a break uh, from Game of Thrones to watch the film again today. And it definitely probably put a little stink on like how i felt about this movie because i was just ready to get back to game of thrones but um but yeah i'm loving it it's such a good time um so it, is that is that your way of trying to impress somebody just saying hey look i don't have commitment issues look at me i'm uh i'm late to the game and i'm going to commit to a 400 episode tv show <laughs> i feel like that is a i feel like that's a testament to like that's that is kind of like a preview of my character. It's like, hey, I'm late to the game, but you know what? I'm committed to this. Let's do it. <laughs> I will say, I mean, you know, I've said multiple times, I I, I wish my life was in, in a way to where I could watch, you know, a ton of stuff. Uh, matter of fact, if, if I had the ability to clone myself, mm -hmm. my extra person would do nothing but just watch stuff, stream stuff. Uh, but you know, like you said, we're busy and just the way my life is set up, which I'm perfectly fine with. I just, just not a lot of stuff that gets watched in, in my life. But because of that, I have major commitment issues when it comes to streaming something because 
Like if I'm late to the game on something and it's like several seasons long, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not even going to start it because I'm like, I'll get addicted to it and then I'll literally be a loser for like a See, month or I'm, two. I'm the complete opposite. Like when shows are going on and everybody's like all hyped for them and everything and like you have to watch them like every week and like, I don't know. I do enjoy that, but at the same time, I'll, there's something about my attention span to where I just like want to sit down and like binge a whole show, you know, and I don't know, probably just spoiled like to some extent at this time, um, you know, by things like that, you know, just being able to um, um, just being able to like stream anything any, at any given time. Um, but it probably probably has spoiled me a lot just being able to do that because now it's really hard for me to sit down and watch like i mean we kind of saw it like what a couple of weeks ago whenever i was um super into like the new love is blind like how they had um they released like certain episodes like sporadically like a few episodes a week you know um but yeah like i don't know I'm, i feel like i'm the opposite on that one but i got you um so jeff this week we watched, we did watch American Graffiti. We somehow both found the time to do so. Um, and like, I know this film is what, from the 70s? It's 19... from like 1973. Now, so is this the oldest one we've watched now? I think so. I think this is officially the oldest film. Because in the other one would have been what? American Werewolf, I guess. The only other one. That one or. Because um... that one was what, early 80s? Yeah. Trying to think, have we watched anything older than that one, other than this one? So yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty sure this is our oldest one for sure. Right, by, a so, num- by a number of years. So you can probably find some information on this one. I'm sure. What did you What did you find out? Yeah, loads of stuff out there on this one. Obviously, just um, people might be familiar with the director, a guy by the name of George Lucas. Obviously, this was before. Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, actually. Believe it or not, this was his very last project prior to his Star Wars and Indiana Jones projects, which is what most people know him by, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so it's the very last thing he took on or did uh, prior to to launching those. And uh, I think he did pretty well with those other ones as well. Yeah, he had uh, a little successful, a little mild success. But yeah, this is, this is a weird one because you could kind of say it has an all-star cast. However... None of them were all stars at the time, <laughs> so they were more or less no names to an extent. Uh, Richard Dreyfus, which of course, outstanding career, but yeah, wasn't known. He played the role of Kurt. Uh, now Ron Howard was known, but not necessarily as an adult actor. Yeah, uh, you know he was mainly known for playing, you know, Opie from Andy Griffith, uh, and then later on Happy Days, but. Uh, and that was one of the reasons he took the role because he was wanting to, you know, as people know, you can get, you know, typecasted really bad in Hollywood. Uh, so he was trying to break out of the mold of, you know, the career as a child actor. But uh, he was actually recommended by the forming the former casting director from the Andy Griffith show, suggested uh, for him to play the part of Steve, which he did to director George Lucas. Um and it's funny because the association with Lucas did not end here. He ended up directing uh, a movie called Willow, 1988, which was written and produced by Lucas. 
Uh, oh. He was also considered by Lucas to direct Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, uh, which didn't work out, but he did eventually direct. And I'm saying direct because, you know, most people will know that Ron Howard eventually went on to a big time directing career. Um, mm-hmm. Once he, you know, quit acting, you know, maybe mid adult life, um, became an outstanding director. So he did direct uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, 2018. Uh, ironically, a movie about character Han Solo, originally played by Mr. Harrison Ford, which had a small part in this movie as well American Graffiti. Yeah. Uh, so you got to tell me, did you grow up with any Andy Griffith show in your life or Happy Days? So, honestly, they were both like very much in the background of my childhood. Um, and I was actually talking about this today. Like the Andy Griffith show is like it was like omnipresent in my life. I feel like it was always coming on like late at night after like shows that I would watch because I can one hundred percent whistle the theme song. You know, like. <laughs> like and i can i can picture like the the intro of it you know very vividly but i could not tell you what a single episode was about i couldn't tell you the like any of the characters outside of like the ones that are like the three four main ones you know yeah um but as far as like happy days you know happy days was it was on whenever i'm pretty sure it was definitely on the like the nick at night run whenever i was a kid and i mean yeah happy days like yeah it was like Probably, yeah, probably definitely on like around the time, but I still didn't really watch it. I don't know. I really wasn't, I really wasn't into the Happy Days scene, but I probably watched like, more episodes of that than Andy Griffith for sure. Yeah, I'm probably on the flip side. I was like, ugh, I remember watching tons of Andy Griffith. Uh, just obviously, you know, I'm a bit older than you, so you know yeah. that was kind of during my childhood, and uh, that was or, on when you, know, you were a kid. Well, actually, well. Not first run, but as you mentioned, that show played on TV constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you mentioned like at night after your favorite show. I mean, it was like morning after, dude. Uh, I think WGN carried it a lot. Uh, it was on so many different channels. So, so yeah, I mean, it, I, I, yeah, I was watching reruns. I think the show was actually from the filmed in the sixties. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, I remember that show a lot. Watched a ton of episodes, and I do remember Happy Days. I know I watched it a good bit, but it's definitely not one I remember very well. Other than you know, I remember the characters and stuff. But but yeah, two two classics for sure. I guess in the American TV. Um, and actually, it's uh, speaking of those shows, it was widely assumed that Ron Howard was cast as Richie Cunningham on Happy Days due to the success of this movie, American Graffiti. And it was actually the reverse is true because he actually shot the original pilot for Happy Days in 1972. The pilot actually was not picked up. ABC aired the pilot as part of its anthology series, Love American Style. And, And actually George Lucas mainly cast Howard based on the pilot. And it turned out that American Graffiti's success inspired ABC to reconsider the series. Oh, Happy nice. Days. Not only did they re- the success help there, but they completely added a new character to the show Happy Days because of this very particular character in the movie American Graffiti. Any guesses on which character Happy Days added from scratch because of the inspiration of American Graffiti? 
Um, I would have to say the fines. The fines. Yeah, Mr. Fonzie, because of the Greaser character, John Milner, uh, which was so popular in American Graffiti, they yeah. added Fonzie to Happy Days. And, um, you know, it's it's like people really love a guy or, or a woman from, I guess, what's, I don't even know how to word it, considered a a stain on society yeah whether it's a biker gang or you know whatever but they ended up when they when they show like different sides of that character it kind of makes me think more recently to give people more of a modern example the show riverdale um i was a little late to the game on riverdale and you were actually one of the people that kind of influenced me to to give it a watch but going into it i was somewhat familiar with uh and my mind just went blank the serpents right and parker's not listening to me sorry <laughs> yeah the, the gang in riverdale the yeah the seaside serpents yeah so i went into riverdale knowing that that was like really popular and like if you look for merchandise from the show riverdale that was pretty much what you were going to see and what you were going to get and I remember being totally confused going into season one because they were not painted in a positive light during right. season one. I'm like, why is our country in love with the serpents from the show? Uh, but then at season two, when you you kind of start to see and understand why they were so popular, it's because they kind of showed a, a different light or a different side, right? Uh, especially with uh, I don't forgot everybody from the show, but uh, Jughead, yeah, uh, you and know, his dad, yeah, yeah, so. So yeah, kind of similar thing here. I, you know, with uh, you know, the Greaser character being so beloved, and it helped add a character to Happy Days. Uh, actually, you know, I mentioned Harrison Ford earlier. He had a very small role in this, and it's obviously well before he became Harrison Ford as we all know him. But he actually turned originally turned down the film because he was offered four hundred and eighty five dollars a week, which is less than he earned as a carpenter. <laughs> he said it was not enough to support his family. But when the offer was up to a whopping $500, he accepted. So I guess that $15, $15 a week, I guess, made the, which, you know, obviously was a lot more back then than it is in 2023. Thanks for the question. Actually, due to the low budget, George Lucas was unable to pay all of the crew members. So he offered to give many of them a screen credit in lieu of payment. And they accepted Traditionally, only department heads receive screen credit, so giving screen credit to so many crew members has now become a tradition, which is why closing credits last so long now. Oh, thanks for Lucas. Thanks for that. Yeah, just a little tidbit. And so there wasn't a lot of hype or great expectations from this film. Universal actually thought so little of the film and not knowing how to market it and had no stars in it. They were certain it was going to flop. So it actually sat on the shelf for six months before the studio finally decided to release it. And to their great surprise, it became enormously successful at the box office. Uh, it originally only had a budget of about 600000 but they did add an additional 175000 once producer Francis Ford Coppola Signed Coppola. on. Coppola. Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you knew that. <laughs> yeah. Well, since you knew how to pronounce it so well, why was he such a big get for this movie? 
he's he's done a couple of films, most notably The Godfather. The Godfather, 1972. So they upped the budget knowing that they could advertise the film as from the man who gave you The Godfather. Yep. Obviously a wise investment. So that brought the budget to about $750,000. And an eventual box office gross of over $115 million. Ooh. This is considered one of the most profitable movies ever made. Wow, I would say so. And actually, the film was actually briefly considered to be just released as a TV movie. Um, again, because of the lack of stars, unconventional story structure. They didn't yeah. think it was very marketable. So there was a lot of things working against this movie um, before it even got released. And so it's definitely a good underdog story in that regards. Now, a couple of interesting things about actual scenes in the movie. And I think you'll like a couple of these. So at the very beginning, when Charles Martin Smith pulls up on the Vespa in the beginning, he crashes into the building. Mm -hmm. That was so not scripted. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> he, I can see that. He genuinely lost control of the bike, and Lucas kept the cameras rolling. And luckily, the actor stayed in character, so he kept it. So he kept it just like he did. In the, Love that. So uh, now, a big portion of the movie, you hear a DJ named Wolfman Jack. Um, George Lucas was just a huge fan. He, he he wanted to be sure that he was featured, you know, in this movie. Um, and in, in his gratitude for his performance, he gave Wolfman Jack a fraction of a percentage point of net profits. Obviously, since the movie did well, this was enough money for Wolfman to live comfortably for the rest of his life. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, he obviously did normal DJ work, and he was well known in that regard. So it's not like he was just some guy off the street that never had to get a job. But he, it, it, it worked out well that uh, he got a little part of the movie. That's pretty so, cool. You'll probably remember the scene when John Milner, uh, played by Paul Lamont, and Carol, the, the young girl that was riding with them for a good chunk of the movie, played by Mackenzie Phillips, they're sitting at that red light, and a car full of girls pulls up next to them. Yeah. And one of the girls throws a water balloon through the window and hits Carol. Yeah. That was, that was a total goof up. <laughs> really? It was supposed to hit the window and just get her wet. Uh, and then she was supposed to be like really angry. However, didn't go as planned. It just hit her square in the face and she couldn't refrain from laughing. And it's funny because I thought that was a little odd when it yeah. happened. Cause I, I'm like, I, I just assumed she would have got angry. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was the plan all along, but because it was unexpected, it didn't, that wasn't part of the script. She, she yeah. laughed. They kept it. And he, he, there was a lot of parts in this movie where he just kind of rolled with it and just like, yeah, we'll go with that. Um, now, here's one you might like. There's a rumor. And, you know, all rumors on the Internet are true. So take it, yeah. you know, that while George Lucas and a co-worker were editing the film, the co-worker asked Lucas for real to dialogue to, mm -hmm. which abbreviated to R2-D2. Yeah. Obviously, which most people might have known in a later movie by George Lucas. <laughs> so might have been the birth of one of the most well-known characters in the Star Wars franchise. Just, just a minor character. Yeah. Lastly, American Graffiti is considered one of the best movies ever made. It's on a lot of top 100 lists. 
however, the sequel, More American Graffiti, is considered one of the worst sequels ever made. <laughs> so that's all I got. All right. There was a lot more, but man, I just I'm like, we don't need a two, three hour episode again. So I just I, I appreciate that out. So yeah. But yeah, pl- plenty of good, juicy information. So I uh, encourage everybody to go do some research. There's a lot of good stuff on this one. It was, it was, that's pretty cool. Thank you so much for that. That was really interesting. And I knew almost little of that. What's funny though, is that um, I actually knew that Harrison Ford was in this. And I knew that this was like his first film, et cetera, et cetera. Like how him and Lucas became to know each other and everything. So like, I knew that, but like coming into it, like I was still surprised to like see him in the car. Like I didn't realize it was him at first, I guess is what I'm saying, because he was so young. But oh, I was yeah. just like, oh wow. But yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, I did the research on this one before I watched it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I knew Harrison Ford because you know, I kept a couple of, you know, little tidbits about him. And then I watched the movie and I was like, Wait a second. I thought Harrison Ford was in this one. Like you said, he was so young. I didn't even recognize him. I, right. Because I, I figured it's like, oh, okay, Harrison Ford was in here. I, I figured I would just know it when I saw it. And I had to go back and find out which character he was. I was like, oh, he was the like the really yeah. cocky, you know, new guy in town wanting to challenge John Milner to a race and totally did not pick up on that was him. But so yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, All right. Anything else? I do got something else. Okay. Dude, good luck recapping this. Man, this I was about to say. One of the tougher movies we've done that a recap is going to be extremely difficult. Actually, I actually left this one out. His original plan was to go through like a certain flow. Like, you know, there's, there's basically a story line following three or four different characters. So it was going to be character one, two, three, and four, like A, B, C, D, and then. A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to flow like that, which probably made it a little bit easier. But it ended up being three and a half hours long, and he had to cut so many scenes out that he couldn't keep that flow or that that format that he wanted to because of having to cut yeah. so many scenes to get it down to two hours. He did end up using that same format. I don't remember the movie, but he used it for a, a movie in the future where he did use that. Maybe it was the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and probably why I never used that format again, if that's considered the worst sequel ever made. <laughs> that's funny. So yeah. Good luck recapping this one. Yeah. This is going to be super hard to recap. Um, just based on like the way it's done. Um, and like, honestly, like even like learning their names was like a task in itself. Um, so like, yeah. For those of you that have never watched this, uh, listen to this podcast before. Um, the way we recap this film is a guy, me, um, with ADHD, tries to um, recap this movie completely from memory. Um, and then Jeff, who is going to listen to me, he is going to grade me on a scale from A to F. A being um, you watch the movie, you didn't miss a thing, all the way to an F being I'm pretty sure that you watched a totally different movie um so um first things first i'm going to look at the names because i can barely remember the names but other than that that's the only thing i'm going to go off of um so we got kurt we got john and we've got t 
Terry and Steve, um, Steve and Kurt, they are getting first off. It's it's the very end of their summer break. It's the last night. They are getting ready to go to um, live their adult lives. It's basically like the last, I guess, day of them being considered quote unquote high schoolers. Um, Steve and Kurt, they are about to move away. Um, so they're trying to enjoy their life there. Um, and that's pretty much how it's going to start from here on. We're just, I'm just going to do like I've done with other movies like this, where it's kind of like a cast. Um, and I'm just going to go with each storyline in the four different ways they go. Um, so we'll start out with Steve, um, because he's like the easiest one to probably do. Um, he's got his girlfriend. They've been, you know, they're like high school lovers and, uh, so like he's about to go move away so he kind of suggests to her that they should probably see other people while they are away and apart just to strengthen their relationship and she does not like this so she's pretty much um, combating with this the whole movie while he's kind of you know in his good mood and then she basically um, they basically go to like make out and she you know she's been frustrated with him this whole time she turns him down and kind of just leaves him on the side of the road and that's when he realizes that, you know, he really cares about her. So they wind up um, recon reconciling at the very end and um, stay together. So then we got Kurt. So Kurt is. Do, oh, do you think uh, some of Steve's tactics aged well? <laughs> no, not at all. Most of this movie did not age well yeah. whatsoever. I mean, it's just like, dude, you're wanting to. You want to start off the night telling her you want to see other people and then do all that, that stuff afterwards? I don't think right. it works that way. Right, dude was brazen. Um, and, and and then when he's wanting to get physical with her, what was it he said? Don't you don't you want this to remember me by? Or I mean, it was just something like, oh my gosh, right, <laughs> right. And she's like, that's all you think of me, and then just like, yeah. Uh, so then we got Kurt. Um. He's kind of, you know, I feel like he's kind of having like a trouble like leaving high school. Um, you know, he's wanting to go to this high school dance and um, kind of roam the halls and see things and just kind of remember them. And he uh, he falls in or he sees this one blonde woman um, while they're driving on the street and she kind of mouths something to him, but he can't hear she can't read what she's saying or hear. So. He takes it upon himself to spend the whole entire night trying to find this woman. He um, he finally gets the idea to like go onto the radio and you know put out this message of love for her. So he goes to the radio station and finds Wolfman Jack, and um, so he's just like sitting. Uh, he puts the message out there and then later on he's like asleep by this payphone. Um she she winds up calling him and uh and like he finally talks to her. Um and they wind up like talking about maybe meeting up later on that night, but Kurt's like talking about how he's leaving. Um and then he winds up going on the plane and leaving at the very end um and then we also have uh let's see who else we have here we got we'll go ahead and um we'll talk about terry um i don't know terry's storyline was really not much of a storyline he's just kind of like the nerdy guy who 
pretty much just driving around all night trying to pretend to be cooler than he is. He's in his friend's car um, because he basically, like he said, he just has a moped. Um, he thinks he's hot shit because he's getting to drive around his friend's car all night. And I think he's going to have him like for the rest of the school year, right? Isn't that part of the agreement? And yeah, then because Steve's supposed to go off to college, so he's just exactly. to, like watch the car, keep take care of it for him. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy to think about that that happened back then. Yeah. Um, and then we have our boy John. He um he has this hot rod and he loves to race, and he um he decides he's gonna go like cruising around all night. Uh. So he's trying to find somebody. He accidentally picks up this 12-year-old girl named Carol. They're driving around all night, and he's kind of trying to get rid of her, but she's not having it. She's just sticking with him. And, you know, they get into, like, some shenanigans here and there. And, um, yeah, eventually he drops her off, and then he meets up with uh, Harrison Ford's character and they finally decide who's been antagonizing him the whole night. They finally get into a race. And um, by this time, um, Steve's girlfriend has gotten in the car with um, Harrison Ford's character and she's been riding around with him. And so they decide to race and uh, Harrison Ford's character wrecks his car catches on fire and they go and they save um they save her from him her and him from the car and without a scratch i might add without a scratch exactly um yeah and then um oh and then steve Steve goes up to her and, you know, tells her that he's never going to leave her and they stay together. And then we get an epilogue talking about how John is, was like killed pretty much a few years later in a drunk driving accident. Um, Terry's been reported missing. And then uh, Steve's like an insurance agent and Kurt is a writer. The end. Nice. Nice. That, that was, that was a tough one. So, you know, down here, most of the schools are out. So I'm going to dismiss you for summer break with a good solid A. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Jeff, um, what did you think of this movie? We got, we know we got, we've got a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people really praise this movie, but what did you think of it? All right. So what's our rating scale this week? Um, We will do it out of five cans of shaving cream all right so parker 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 i didn't like this movie okay i just didn't like it i'm just you know it's funny because like i said you gave a really good recap and i'm trying to picture somebody that hasn't watched the movie and they're listening to your recap which you covered really well and I imagine them thinking, huh? What? That's a movie? Yeah. <laughs> I I just didn't get it. I, I just, I didn't find it that entertaining outside of the fact that I love the music. The music yeah. was great. Uh, and I love seeing those times played out. I, I mm-hmm. would love to 
been able to experience living during those times, you know, the classic drive-in and the cars. And so I enjoyed all of that. Yeah. As far as the actual movie, I just didn't get it. It's like when the movie ended, I'm like, what was the purpose of all that? And I guess I just have to write it off as, you know, you know, you mentioned it didn't age well. So maybe had I watched this movie in 1973 and I was a high schooler uh, or even a young adult, maybe I would have loved it. Just, yeah. you know, obviously you don't have, you wouldn't have had movies to compare it to from 73 to 2023. So yeah. it just didn't do a lot for me. So um, I, I wish I would have had the time because a lot of times I like to read a lot of like positive and negative reviews on every movie we cover. Of course, I yeah. didn't get a chance to do that. So I would love to know all, especially all the positive reviews. Cause like I said, this, this movie is considered it's held in high esteem. Um, it's on a number of different lists, you know, 200 movies you should definitely see before you die. And it's, it's you know, yeah. it's, so I, I just didn't get it. So I, I guess even even out of respect, I'm still going to give it two and a half cans of shaving cream. It is a classic. Like I said, I, I did enjoy certain aspects of it. I, I don't know. It's just maybe, maybe it's one of those, as I've said before in the past, that if I watched it a second time, I, I would enjoy it or appreciate it more. Yeah. But as far, I only got to watch this one once. So but as far as my one and only watch, it just didn't do a lot for me. So I'm very interested to hear your take on it. All right. So I'm actually going to copy just about everything that you said. I was really hoping that you would maybe give me a little bit more insight since this was a little bit closer to your time. No offense. But yeah, I'm the same way, man. I don't know. Like when it comes to like car movies, I feel like I could watch a better car movie. When it comes to like coming of age movies, I feel like I could watch better coming of age movies. If it was a better, um, if I was watching um, like a, what's it called? Like a movie where it's like all takes place in one night. I feel like I could come up with a, like find a better one than that. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like pretty much the same way you do. I like, I like seeing the cars. I liked hearing the music, but yeah, did not really care for the movie. And I don't know. And I don't know if you, I mean, I watched this on Netflix. I'm assuming that everybody else did too, but like the sound mixing was like even horrible in it. And like, I could barely even hear what they were saying sometimes because like the sound effects or the music was playing so loud. And normally, I mean, like I can hear everything just fine on the same TV that I watch everything else on. So I don't get it. Um, but I'm going to give it two, man, two cans of shaving cream. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's like, if it was just a time frame, if, based on the movies that were made up to that point, was it just different? Um, or obviously it had to be something appealing at the time right? For, for it to be as popular as it was and successful as it was. So, so whatever made it appealing in 1973, I would be surprised somebody watching from a fresh lens in 2023 was still finding it as appealing. Right. Um, I mean, it's 50 years old at this point, which is crazy, yeah. but yeah. But that's just us. There could be yeah. other people that like, oh man, y'all, y'all don't know what you're talking about. And you know, you might be right because <laughs> yeah, we just do yeah. this for fun and we have a right to our opinion. But 
Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad we agree because I, I was re- I was excited about this movie just because I'd I never seen too. it, uh, and I'd always heard about it, and I it's you know I didn't know a lot about it, didn't even really know who was in it. Uh, I, I didn't necessarily have high expectations because of knowing this film had been successful, but I was at least excited about it. Yeah, and man, it I was I was definitely disappointed. It's just like what what part of any of those storylines would anybody find interesting? I just, yeah. I, I just didn't find the characters that interesting. I didn't find any of the story, uh, the plots that interesting. I, I just was struggling to find something that I could really latch on to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I was the same way. Like it was just pretty, I don't know, pretty freaking boring the whole time, honestly. And I'm really surprised that I was able to retain so much of it because yeah, it was really hard to follow because there really wasn't a whole lot going on. You know, it was just a whole bunch of like, it was like a collection of scenes more than it was like a plot. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I think I read that he wanted or chose to do it more like in a documentary style. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it didn't feel like so much a movie as it did something else. <laughs> whatever okay. you call it, whatever it was. Yeah. But uh, So having both of us said all that, what's going to be your dude or dud of the week? Honestly, I think, um, I mean, honestly, I think my dud of the week is going to be Steve. Um, yeah, he had a great woman. Um, she seemed really cool. She seemed fun and she seemed like she really cared about him. And this guy's just, you know, oblivious to it. He's living in his own world. And not only that, he's just kind of a jerk to her. And then somehow he still gets her in the end. Um, so yeah, my dud of the week is definitely going to be Steve. Well, since I didn't have a backup in mind, I'm going to somewhat echo you. <laughs> okay. With a slight twist. I'm giving my dud of the week to Steve and his girlfriend. Okay. There we Steve go. Steve, for basically the same reasons you mentioned, just the way he, not only the way he treated his girlfriend, but the way he hounded his buddy Kurt about going to college. And then in the mm-hmm. end, Kurt's the one that goes to college and Steve isn't. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, you douche, man. It, as much grief <laughs> as you gave him throughout the whole night. And then for his girlfriend, for taking him back so easily when he broke the news to you, but still wanted to have his way with you and do whatever he wanted to with you knowing his full intention was to to leave you in the dust and go off to college on the other side of the country. So granted, you know, 1973, a lot of work had to been done as far as women empowerment. So, you know, I guess during that time, you know, society taught them that your main goal is to find a husband. So if you get one that's willing, you better hang on to him no matter how big of a douchebag he is. Uh, So I'm sure that, her acceptance of him so easily probably played to the way society's role was at the time, but um, but yeah, it does to both of them make it you know, screw you, Steve, and his girlfriend. I forget what her name was. You can do better, you should have done better. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, I agree. All right, so Jeff, you got any crazy questions for me this week? All right, so since it's our last week. Um, covering you know car related movies and stuff. Um, do you or did you ever have like that dream vehicle, or did you have that one car that you've owned during your life so far that's like, man, that was that was it? 
I think the coolest I ever felt was probably my Mitsubishi Eclipse. I've already, I've actually had very little, um, very few cars. I think I've only had about four or five cars in my 20 years of driving. Um, I've actually, I'm one of the, I mean, I've, I'm one of those people that like will get a car and pretty much drive it until it runs out. Uh, so yeah, I've only, I've only had probably like four or five different vehicles. Um, but the, the Eclipse was by far the coolest one um, as far as like, well, I guess society would deem as like a cool vehicle. That was probably the closest one. Gotcha. So yeah, for me, I'm going to list a couple of different vehicles. Like, like, you know, we've talked about neither one of us were like really big into cars and stuff, but yeah. um, so probably, you know, you may remember possibly in the nineties, uh, you know, the Ford Bronco was oh, yeah. pretty OJ. popular and there was this particular one, especially in our area. And actually a girl that I worked with, she had one and it was like a white Bronco with like the tinted windows <laughs> and like a, a Carolina blue, like siding, almost like a strip. Yeah. I went all the way around. Of course, I was a big, still am, big North Carolina Tar Heel fan. So I love Carolina Blue anyway. But just that mixed with the white and the tinted window, I was like, man, that is so sick. Um, <laughs> never got one. But the next one, probably the closest one I actually got to, and it's not some amazing vehicle. It's just, but I wanted so bad a Dodge Dakota Sport, you know, the small pickup trucks. And and this was around the time when, you know, I was out of school working full time. So, I, you know, I had the funds to finally get my first actually new vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I'd already decided that's the one I want. I love the way they looked. For some reason, I just wanted a small pickup at the time, which, you know, I wasn't like a country boy or a redneck or anything like that. So I'm not yeah. sure exactly why I wanted a truck, but I, I just did. And I love the way those looked. So went to the car dealership and, you know, those were pretty inexpensive compared to, you know, a lot of other trucks. Yeah. Um, turns out at that time they were only available in stick shift. <laughs> and, unless, unless I wanted like one of the higher models, it was a lot more expensive and more than I could afford. Uh, but the one I was going after, it was like, and, but of course, you know, sales was like, Oh man, don't worry about it. I can give me 30 minutes with you and I'll have you driving a stick shift like a champ. And I was yeah. like, uh no thank you but <laughs> so i end up getting the chevy s10 <laughs> but, I, I like the s10s i mean I, it, was, it was a nice truck i enjoyed it um i think i only held on to it for like maybe a year mm-hmm. because this was also around the time that uh, i met steph um we got engaged and knowing that because you know she still had that little i think i mentioned it last week or the week before you know she was driving that little geo storm yeah, and, yeah. So, you know by the time you know we're getting married wheels four and the s10 i had was just a regular cab so there was no three people riding around or you know a small kid riding safely in it uh so i traded it in for like a four-door i think it was like a chevy cavalier or something you know cheesy like that but yeah but, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed that S10 cool. for the time I had it. Yeah, I, I like those back in the day. It kind of reminds me, it was close to like my me having a Ford Ranger. I like my Ford Ranger. Oh, yeah, those were nice too. Yeah. All right. 
Well, Jeff, uh, well, I guess everybody else first. Um, next month, uh, since we've already done basketball films, since it's coming up on the summer, we decided we are going to do for the month of June, we will do be doing baseball films. So next week is my pick, and we will be watching A League of Their Own, which is streaming on Netflix. Um, I'm sure, Jeff, I am sure that pretty much everybody has seen this one at some point in their life and if you haven't i don't know but i definitely watched this a lot growing up what about you oh yeah i've definitely seen it um at least two or three times um okay yeah definitely definitely a classic are you a big gina davis fan yeah i mean she was awesome back in the day uh you know she kind of hit that i don't know what age but she just kind of fell off the map there for a while but i mean obviously yeah. had what madonna uh, Rosie O'Donnell, of mm-hmm. course, Tom Hanks. So, uh, yeah, had a bunch of big hitters, no pun intended, actually. Yeah. Plenty of pun intended, but. Yeah. Don't forget about Lori Petty. Love Lori Petty. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about her. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, so, yeah, if you want to watch this with us, we are watching A League of Their Own with in, on Netflix. You can watch that with us next week. Jeff, you got anything else before we get out of here? Well, we're recording this over Memorial Day weekend. Hope everybody just enjoys their weekend and just uh, just truly appreciate what we get to enjoy in this country due to the sacrifices of many others and just be safe out there. Uh, just do something cool and different. What about you, Swaggy uh, P? No, that's it, man. I just uh, agree. Um, if you're hearing this on Memorial Day weekend, we hope you had a fun weekend. We hope you're keeping it safe. Um, as you prepare for your summer adventures, please also do the same. Make sure that you are prepared. You're wearing sunblock, staying safe, don't drink and drive. And buzz driving is drunk driving. <laughs> and click it or ticket. Um, yeah, Jeff, anything else before we get out of here? That's it for me. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff, um, for doing this with me every week. And thank you, listeners, for listening. Um, If this is your first time, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. That really does help out these two dudes. Um, If you would like to do so financially, you can help us out by clicking the link in our show notes to our Patreon um, and subscribing there. And if you want to throw us a few bucks, um, you can always email us at um, streaming with two dudes at gmail.com you can also send your questions comments thoughts ideas there as well um yeah thanks again and remember don't be stupid experience life have some fun anyways good luck peace out